0: Welcome to the Faithful Feminist Podcast. I'm Elise. And I'm Channing. And this is our final episode of our Holy Week series titled Whom Seekest Thou? Restorative Easter Reflections. Easter is often a time when we look back on the experiences of Jesus during Holy Week. But if we root our worship readings in our time, we rediscover the radical roots of Easter. Join us each day of Holy Week as we share poems and sermons exploring how Holy Week calls us to restore reverence for marginalized communities engaged in the holy work of righteous unrest. We will also be donating and encouraging donations for different organizations and collectives each day. Today, for Easter Sunday, Elise will be sharing a short sermon. I remember
1: when daydreaming and imagining used to be pastimes for which I was criticized. Silly girl, building cities in the clouds, come back down to earth. Don't you know this is the real world? This is the way things are and the way they will always be. No use wasting your time dreaming. I'm sure Mary Magdalene received many of the same critiques when she dreamed of a resurrected Jesus. Nonsense, I hear the disciples say. It's time to move on, her neighbors plead. It's impossible on the tongues of city members far and wide. And yet, I like to imagine Mary practicing a stubborn, relentless hope. Perhaps she was the one who took Jesus' constant prophesying of rising on the third day not simply as another parable, but as a hopeful possibility not yet realized. And this is also not to paint her as some like cheery, beaming, endlessly positive light and love lady who has no understanding of current cultural, systemic, and political realities, but rather as someone who understands Miriam Kaba's line that, quote, hope is a discipline. Someone who understands Angela Davis's line that, quote, freedom is a constant struggle. Someone who knows hope is worth it. The role of hope in social justice work is necessary. Paulo Freire writes Without a minimum of hope, we cannot so much as start the struggle. What sparks the heart of justice movements is the hope that things should, can, and will be better. It's being able to take one's dreams seriously, to think critically about what a world would look like if everyone's basic needs were met housing, food, and clean water. It's becoming excited by the possibility of universal healthcare and then showing up to rally and vote. To dream of a world where everyone has a cozy seat and good wine to share. Hope is not knowing exactly how a dead guy can rise, but planning, scheming, and fighting for this outcome all the same. In this way, the practice of hope is not about leaving behind this world for another faraway dreamland removed from history and place. Instead, hope is rooted in the present realities without letting our fate be determined by it. This is also why I think it's so striking that when Jesus appears to Mary, she mistakes him as a gardener. Now, remove all of the images of resurrected Jesus that we think we know, the clean, pristine, white-robed, glorious being— Instead, I like the image Nadia Bowles-Weber sketches, when she says that maybe Mary mistook Jesus for a gardener because he was covered in dirt. He was dirty. After being dead three days, Jesus probably had dried blood on his skin. His flesh probably stank. His nails probably had dirt under them and his lips may have been cracked and dry. His hair matted, knotted, and dusty. His beard wired out and his hands fat and swollen. A dirty, disheveled, recently resurrected Jesus not only reminds us that death does not have the last word, but that the work of hope and justice is always rooted in our messy, grimy, earthly world. Hoping for a better world doesn't mean leaving this one for an immaculate, sterile new one somewhere else in space or somewhere in the eternal heavens. It means getting our hands dirty in the world we have now and saying, what can I make from all of this? For me, the message of this Easter season is on the heels of Mary, running to tell everyone of hopeful utopian possibilities, running door to door to organize and mobilize. I see her carrying poems and books, wheeling a wagon full of good bread and better art, for those are the tools of imagination, proclaiming that the kingdom of God is here and now, but we have to practice dreaming a different world, one of solidarity, love, and collaboration. For it is in this dream that freedom is tasted, but it is in our physical world that freedom is realized. Dream big, she says. Dream big enough to hope for a world where injustice does not have the final say, and our friends rise again on the third day. Please consider joining us in donating to Sihua Pachtoli Collective. This is a group of quote indigenous peoples and our semilitas sharing knowledge through ancestral foods, ancestral slash traditional prenatal birthing and postpartum and womb wellness. Their purpose is to provide healing for urban indigenous peoples from the diaspora. This is done by sharing wisdom, connecting resources, revitalizing traditional knowledge, promoting and advocating for health and wellness. Visit them online at www.cih u-a-p-a-c-t-l-i
0: collective.org slash take dash action Friends, thank you so much for joining us for Holy Week. It's been an honor to share our thoughts and this time with you as we explore the ways that Jesus' final days on earth call us to action and to turn toward the least of these. We love you and we'll see you again next week. Bye.